Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, my name is Nick from the Marlins Catch Podcast. Make sure to follow us at Marlins Catch on Twitter and Instagram. For more Marlins content, check out our website at themarlinscatch.com. The Marlins Catch Podcast is sponsored by the Baseball Podcast Network. And you can follow the Baseball Podcast Network on following platforms. Instagram, Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, Baseball Podcast One, without the T. YouTube and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. You can listen to the Marlins Catch Podcast live on blogtalkradio.com or download the Marlins Catch Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Gracias. It's going down. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to episode nine of the Mullins Catch Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a.k.a. Mullins News, joined here for today by Chris. Chris, come on in. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, so we have a lot of topics to get into today. We were uh, we first originally supposed to be joined by BJ Lopez right now, but he's running a little late. I uh, haven't heard from him, so we are just going to uh, you know, call him in once he's ready to connect. So just letting you guys know that the BJ Lopez interview is not happening right now. Uh, he's a little late to the uh, thing here, so we're just going to wait for him to connect. Hopefully he does in the middle of the podcast, or we're just going to jump in right to the awards of the week. So you guys saw last week that we did the awards last week. Lewis Brinson, Monte Harrison, and Sandy Alcantara got the awards for last week. So we are just going to jump right into uh, those. Uh, before we get into that, we are also going to be talking about the spring training, how this week went with all the games going on, and how the Mullins are sitting right now in spring training. While the record really doesn't mean anything, it's still good to talk about. The Marlins did walk it off today. They went 9-8 to eight against the Nationals. A walk-off by Isaac Galloway. It was good to see you win. But this week, you know, it was kind of rough for the Fish. They only had three wins uh, during this week, and they didn't uh, play up the par. So they won 5-2 they to the Rays on Monday. On Tuesday, they won 3 to nothing to the Astros. And then it started going down from there. They lost 14-6 to six to the Mets, 7-5 to five to the Astros. Five to four to the Nationals, four to three to the Cardinals, six to five to the Braves, and of course they won today. So breaking that down, the Marlins had two wins this week, and they uh, of course the wins and losses don't really matter at this point. It's more on the player progressions here on how the players do. And Chris, can I get your thoughts about that the Marlins players right now are playing? for, like, how the progression you think is going right now for the Fish? You need to head into the right direction for the upcoming season. What are your thoughts? Well, definitely you're seeing a lot of improvement going on with Lewis Brinson as 
he's just honestly he's been raking so far this spring training. Um, for those that don't know what raking means, he's just been explosive, electric. He's hitting home runs left and right. Um, definitely something we're happy to see going on with the Marlins process that's going on right now. Seeing Lewis Brinson uh, gaining a lot of ground and a lot of momentum going into the season, hopefully. We can see all this that's going on right now happen in the actual season when things really do count, records do really matter. And, you know, Lewis Brinson showing his stuff, and I'm honestly very happy and very proud of seeing what he's doing, and I'm just wishing him for the best so far and good things to come in the future so far. Yeah, speaking of Lewis Brinson, uh, he is going to win back-to-back awards. So we're going to jump right into the awards on the player of the week, and there's no one else to give it to except for Lewis Brinson again. Now, I know there may be other candidates out there who – play exceptional this week, but I have to get, at least on Diaz made a nice play the other day, but I have to give it to Lewis Brinson again. He had two homers today and is up to four on the young spring training season. This guy's been hitting the ball. His approach at the plate has been so much better. Uh, I'm seeing an amazing improvement from Lewis this year in spring. And, of course, you guys saw this last year with Lewis. We couldn't really trust, like, at first, we're like, hey, this guy's raking. He's the future of the Marlins right here. This guy's doing fantastic. You saw him in the season. He struggled a little bit. And now I'm really hoping that this doesn't happen again to him. He, his approach at the plate has changed dramatic, uh, dramatically. He's been taking pitches. Uh, he's striding at pitches that are more in the zone for him. And I, I have to give the player of the week to Lewis Brinson again. Um uh, of course, there's a lot more other candidates, but Lewis Brinson wins my award again. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Chris, what is your opinion on who would win the MVP of the week? Well, I know I'm speaking highly about him, but I'm still going to have to go with Lewis Brinson. Same thing you put. Um, I mean, there's no one really else when you look at the main picture so far this week with the Miami Marlins so far. I mean, Every every second I'm seeing on my Bleacher Report, Lewis Brinson goes deep, two-run shot, somewhere left, center, or right. It's always mainly Lewis Brinson that I'm hearing about in the Marlins spring training. Whether you're watching it or you're just listening to the radio, you hear it coming up from um, notifications on your phone or whatever you're using. Lewis Brinson is all that's been going on about in the Marlins so far. He's been the main topic. He's been red hot the past couple days and you know I don't see it stopping there's no reason for it to stop he's he's on fire right now and that's that's great I'll give him the award for this week and hopefully I can give it to one give it to him next week hopefully you guys give it to him next week the week after hopefully you guys keep giving it to him because the path he's on there's no stopping him right now mm-hmm. a lot to like from Lewis and in my preferred, uh, correction here he has five homers to start off the spring training season. And another player I want to mention that, that played well today was Gabby Guerrero. Uh, he is the brother of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, of course, you guys should all know him as as a big prospect down in Toronto. But he is going to win my Rookie of the Week award. Age uh, 25, Gabby Guerrero is his first season here with the Fish. And the Rookie Award kind of goes to the person who wasn't here either who was very young and making their first appearance here. So basically making their first appearance on the Marlins. It's got to go to Gabby Guerrero. 
Uh, we saw him today. He was tearing it up. He had three RBIs today, three nice hits today, and I was, you know, I was really impressed watching him play. I was like, hey, who's this guy, right? And you know, I was, uh, I was very impressed in how he played today, and so that rookie of the week has to go to him. Uh, of course, there were so many other candidates when you look at it for the fish, but you no, know, we haven't really been able to get the hits going and. The bullpen has been struggling tremendously, which we will get into later. But yeah, Gabby Girl is going to win my rookie of the week, and and uh, it it really it wasn't really a close call here because I've, the hits haven't really been up there for the fish lately. You know, we've been losing a lot of games. The pitching has gotten better at some points, but the bullpen really has been struggling as of late, and they need to get better. They need to improve with that, Chris. What are your thoughts for the Rookie of the Week award for the fish? Well, Rookie of the Week award, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm probably just going to give it to um, Gabby Guerrero. Same thing that you put as well in that in that category. Um, did pretty well um, so far. I don't really know too much about him. You know, I I know what happened recently. He's not doing he's not doing that bad. He's showing some stuff. Um, you know, I can't really say too much about this category because I don't know about the brand new um, up and comers in the Miami Marlins. I know about some people that's been in the farm for a year or two, but you know, I can't really give you my upfront honesty about rookie except Guerrero. He's not doing that bad. He's doing pretty decent. You know, so far this week, he's not looking that bad. He's showing some stuff, like I said. So he'll probably have my award for this week. Um, yeah, that's my that's my that's my fix. <laughs> All right, uh, so far two for two in those. Um, next up, next one is the pitcher of the week, and again, just like I said before, the bullpen has been struggling uh, horrendously, and the starters haven't really been able to get past two innings without laying up a run, which has really been pretty bad, and you can't see that. But it's got to go to Pablo. Pitched three innings, only letting up two hits, two strikeouts, and zero and runs. Uh, Lopez pitched well uh, today, actually. Pitched well today in the walk-off win for the Fish by Isaac Galloway, who is another player I've been very impressed with. But, yeah, that's going to have to go to Pablo Lopez. And Sergio Romo pitched well the other day as well, laying up zero and runs. It's just you know, we need to find a way to fix the pitching. And spring training is a really good way to – Direct that you see what's going on with the fish heading into the season. Uh, we know we won't be on top of the MLB this year, but we just need to find the clear picture of what we need to improve on. Um, definitely because we're in a rebuilding category here, so it's definitely you know the safe bet is to say, hey, what's going on with the pitching, the hitting? What do we need to improve on going into the season? And we have to fix the mistakes. Uh, Chris, who is your pitcher of the week? And I hope you don't say the same one as me. Um, well, but yeah, I'm, no, I'm, gonna, definitely I'm, personal, I'm not yeah. gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the same one as you. I'll give you that. I'm actually gonna point the finger at Sergio Romo, the player that was just brought in by the Miami Marlins. Um, any day you had zero earned runs and you're helping your team, you're helping your team stay on the board and not ruin your lead and stay on top of their game. That that's just terrific. You're doing your goal for the day. You're doing what you're trying to do. It's basically walking into the game saying, as a hitter, that I want to come out and get a double or get an RBI, bring in runs. He's helping you keep the lead, not letting any runs score, 
and he's just a great add from the Miami Marlins. Great addition, great great pitcher, great arm to hold on to. And I'm hoping for good things for him this season. I'm hoping for good things next season. Hoping things in the future. Uh, as long as he's on top of his game, like he was um, was recently, that's my pick. You know, pitcher of the week, Sergio Romo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, again, like I said before, uh, this week has been a rough week for the fish. Only three wins on on the belt. Winning one today with a walk off ninth day, putting up nine runs. I was actually very pleased to see that performance by the fish, especially going against the Nationals. And you know, just looking at for the future again. These games don't matter. Um, just basically on how the players do to uh, try to earn a spot on the roster going into the season. And, yeah, but here are the games coming up uh, from tomorrow all the way to next Monday. So, tomorrow, the Marlins will be taking on the Mets at Roger Dean Stadium at 1 o'clock. Wednesday, they will be taking on the Atlanta Braves at Roger Dean Stadium as well. So, that's two back-to-back games at 105. And the Marlins will be taking on the Astros. Um, sorry, guys, here. I just messed up here. Now the Marlins will be taking on the Astros. At, they have a little mishap here. They have the Astros taking on the Marlins at Wednesday again at 105, which is uh, a little unusual, but they'll be taking on the ballpark at the beach, uh, the beaches, West Palm Beach. Uh, don't mind that one. And then Thursday, that's probably the game against the Astros so at Roger Dean Stadium. Friday, they'll be taking on the Mets at First Data Field. Saturday, they'll be taking on the Nationals at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches. Sunday, they'll be taking on the Braves at Roger Dean Stadium. And on Monday, they will not be playing. So, they got a day off on Monday. And the last game against the Braves on Sunday. So, that's what they're looking for. That's what we're looking for for the upcoming uh, games here. And to try to, again, not win. Try to get our players to progress. Of course, you don't want to lose a game. Go out there and lose. But you want to see how good your players are going to do heading into the season. Uh, but the next category that we have coming up is going to be the mailbag. Uh, you guys saw on my Instagram, I put it in my story for you guys to ask questions to fire away and we give you our personal um, beliefs here on the show and our answers to your questions. But before we get into that, we are going to head into a small break here and we'll be back in 30 seconds. The Phillies just landed the biggest superstar of the 2019 offseason. Tune in this Tuesday to see what our host has to say about Bryce Harper and his new home in Philadelphia. We'll be breaking everything down from the contract to what his acquisition has on the impact of the 2019 playoff hopes and much further. Make sure to tune in. All this and more on FanCast. All right, guys, we are back from the break. Uh, Speaking of Bryce Harper, we will be discussing his impact to the Phillies and the National League East uh, later. But right now, we are going to get right into the mailbag questions that I put on my story for you guys to ask to be featured here on the podcast. So we're going to jump right into this one. The first question is from my guy Eli Sussman and from Fish Stripes. Make sure to head over to their website and their Instagram, Fish Stripes, at Fish Stripes, my guy Eli Sussman, asking a question here on the show. He asked, who leads a team in home runs this season, and how many does he hit? In my opinion, is going to be the hot guy again, Lewis Brinson. <laughs> um, Brinson will have 22 home runs this season, in my opinion. Uh, I don't want to really stretch it too far. I think Alfaro's going to get up there with him. 
in the homers category. Uh, we really don't have that much power beat on in the lineup today. I know Anderson today, you know, cup coming, but I knew I know Anderson has been trying to bulk up too. He wants to start hitting balls out of the park. I like to see that in the young player right him. But I'm going to give it to Brinson. That guy has 20-plus homer power. Uh, we saw 11 last year by Brinson, but his drive's been tremendous, and he has five homers already. And yeah, not any amount of bats he has. So if he can keep up that track and move over to the season with that, I say Lewis Brinson has 20-plus. I'm going to go 21-22 homers for Lewis. He will lead the Marlins in home runs. Chris, what is your prediction? Um, well, when you take a really quick glance at so far the stats this season, I think it's pretty clear. This the mm-hmm. spring training, I mean, but I think it's pretty clear on who you think is mm-hmm. going to get the most home runs for the Miami Marlins. Uh, obviously, it's going to be Lewis Brinson. So far, that's my pick. It's the only guy. That's Come on, you got to change it up, Chris. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, you can't. No, that's not right. have me answer this first, and then you'll see. You'll be copying me. But um, uh-uh. Lewis uh-uh. Brinson, I, I'm, not, I don't think he's gonna reach that high because he did the same thing last year, electrifying, in spring training, and not exactly cooking it up completely in the season, you know. But I think he starts <laughs> nice off pretty hot, and yeah. he slows up mid-season, you know, around all-star weekend around that area. And then I think he heats up near the end of the season. I'm going to give him 18, 19 to 20 homers. That's what I'm going to put leading the, leading the ball okay. club. And he's going to keep progressing. He's going to keep getting more homers. Soon you'll see him as a 30 home run hitter. Soon you'll see him there. Soon he'll be there. Yeah. Soon he'll be up there with Aaron Judge and Bryce Harper. Soon he'll be there. Just got to wait a little bit. Trust the process. Uh. Of course, you being a Yankee fan, saying that. <laughs> but um, yep. yeah, you know, Alfaro's gonna be Alfaro's gonna be right up there with him. But it's gonna go to Lewis Brinson. But anyway, getting into the next question here, uh, I pull it up again. I think Lewis Brinson is the guy. But going into the next question here, this question is by M K Roy Ten uh, via Instagram, and he asked, "Any idea where Jorge Guzman has been?" Uh Jorge Guzman has hadn't gotten an invite to camp. Spring training camp. I guess he's been working out in his hometown. He's not got an invite to camp. He's uh, you know, he's our top prospect. I understand why you would be saying that. Uh, but no, he did not get an invite. Unfortunately, I wish he would. Uh, but uh, he has not reported to camp, and he has not been here. So I think he's probably been home, uh, in his hometown, wherever he uh. Is he is, but I think he's just working on his pitches because in his control because that was a big issue back in his um, he's probably in Dominican Republic right now, that is where he's from. But his control, he definitely had some issues down in the minors with his control. He went 0 and 9, which is not really intriguing, but I see him as our future closer. And speaking of the future, I have my 2022 lineup and rotation coming out very, very soon for you guys. Uh, I put that on my story, and the majority of you guys, a lot of you guys requested yes. So I'm excited to release that to you guys. And there be some shocking things in there. I already showed Chris a little sneak peek, and he was a little surprised too. Uh, but, yeah, I can't wait to share that with you guys. Definitely going to be interesting. And don't bash me for it, guys, because, you know, I'm just giving my prediction here of what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's not going to be very absurd. The ones may be 
Yeah, look out look out for that one on my Instagram at Mullins Double Underscore News. But getting into the third one here. Oh, before that, um, no, no, I can't answer that one. Never mind. Uh, but getting into the third question here. This question is from Brian. Excuse me if I pronounce this wrong, but Brian Baranowski. Baranowski. And he said, where do you see the Mullins next season? So, let's see. Where do we see the Mullins next season? Definitely not over 65, 70 wins. I hate to say that. We're in a rebuilding phase. We're in a deep rebuild. Uh, we're not climbing out just yet. We're, I guess we're, like, really deep into it. We'll start peaking at 2020. Then we'll start peaking up and start going, getting better with our, uh, with our uh, record here. But right now we're in a deep rebuild. Uh, we're supposed to be losing games. And, of course, Jeter said he's getting impatient with the roster. Now he wants to start winning now, which I think is really uh, highly improbable. And I'm a little surprised he said that, thinking that he sold away all of our players, that there was good reasoning behind it. But, yeah, Chris, your thoughts about the Mullins and where they stand for next season? Well, I hate to say it, and for any players, if there is any listening to right now, I'm sorry, okay, but um, looking at it last year, they had players like Justin Bohr that were really affecting um, their win percentage by the fact that he was the guy hitting home runs. Justin Bohr was taking them, taking pitchers deep. Same thing with Derek Dietrich. He wasn't taking players deep, but he they lost some batters like Justin Bohr and Derek Dietrich going to this um, offseason, going to this spring training. And they also lost the key player, JT Real Muto, the number of my eyes. In my, um, my eyes, he's the number one catcher in the MLB. And losing three players that meant a decent amount to the roster um, doesn't help their case. And it's just not – I don't think they're going to have as many wins as they did last year. I think they're going to be sitting in the range of 50 to 40 wins. That's their, their spot. I mean, I'm not trying to bash you or anything. I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? I mean, it's I, not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you got to think about it. They just lost – I wouldn't say Derek Dietrich as a main guy. I'd say Justin Bohr was one of the main guys. And um, same thing with – no doubt about it, JT Romuto, he had a huge impact on their wins and win percentage. And the fact that they lost, and that's going to drop them down a couple games. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were in a 50 to 40 range this year. But that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because they have future. They have the prospects. They have, they have something to show for their future. And just saying that they're not going to do well this season means that they're just going to do better next season, and they're going to do better the season after or the season after that. It's all about the future right now, and right, quite frankly, I think it's going to be a very good one. Yeah, definitely some positive notes there, but I have to disagree with you, Chris. I don't think 50 is low. I think that's a little too low for our ball club here. There's definitely a lot of signs of potential, and I see at least 65 wins at my highest, maybe, you know, we don't get the 70, but 65 is my highest. I don't want to underrate these guys. These guys come out here every game, every game, and they compete. These guys come out here and they play the hardest out there. We have a winning mentality, and that's what I love about these guys. And I just love this team. That's why I, uh, I'm always going to stick with them here. And I just think that these guys at every game is saying, hey, we're out here. We're going to try to win this game. We're not going to go out there and lose. 
That's not our agenda here, and that's not what we're trying to do. And hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. You don't go into a game tanking. You don't tank a baseball game, okay? You do not tank a baseball game. <laughs> we're not in the NBA, so that's not. Or we're not in the NFL. We are in the MLB, okay? There's no crying in baseball, <laughs> and there's no tanking in baseball. <laughs> for sure, for sure, and. I'm here to remind you guys, DJ Lopez uh, was supposed to join the show tonight. We um, Unfortunately, I don't think he'll be able to make it. Uh, this really stinks. We'd love, I'd love to have an interview here, him on here, but uh, it's not looking like DJ Lopez will be joining us tonight unless he comes on um, after we uh, talk about the next subject here. Um, so just remember, we're trying to get him on here, guys. Uh, sorry about the confusion here. Uh, we really thought he was going to come on. I think he had practice. So that may be a reason why he has not showed up yet. But getting into the next topic here, we will be talking about we will be talking about Bryce Harper signing. And this has been a big effect in National League East. I was really, really hoping that he would not sign with the National League East team, being on the Nationals for all that time. Coming over to the Phillies was really – it hurt to us, but it gained in the same way. Knowing that he's going to be there for 13 years is scary for us. But, again, they're trying to win now, and we're trying to win in the future. And we got the farm system with Sixto Sanchez, but Harper signing there for 13 years is a definite impact to the fish and for the whole National League East team. Now the Phillies are considered World Series contenders – I ain't going to have to switch up my projected standings now because now you got the teams like the Phillies, the Mets, the Braves, and the Nationals competing for the World Series in one division. And I hate to say it, but they are going to be separated from us highly because those teams are stacked with talent, especially the Harper signing is a huge contract for the for the Phillies. Now they brought in McCutcheon, Gene Segura, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto. This is really scary looking at the lineup. But I know the Mons will compete every single game with them, try to give it their all, try to get a win. But that's just a scary lineup to look at. And with the Nationals, you're thinking, hey, Harper's gone. All right, now the Nationals have decreased. No, they have a prospect Robles. He's going to come in there. He's going to replace him because I've seen this guy play. He's very, very solid. And Victor Robles coming in, that hurts um, us as well. And they also have Juan Soto out there, Max They got a nice Turner. These teams stacked. And you look at the Mets, Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, Jacob DeGrom, Michael Conforto, you want to assess this well, it's healthy. Brandon Nimmo, Ahmed Rosario. And then, of course, you look at the young Braves with, Ender Enciarte, Nick Marcakis, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Josh Donaldson, Freddie Freeman, Sean Newcomb. These teams are all stacked, and unfortunately, it's not our time to compete yet. But looking at the NL East, it was scary before. With Harper signing, it is definitely scarier. Chris, you have to come in. Well, you did say that it's a good thing that he signs there, not – not one spot in my mind, not nowhere where I think this is going to help the Marlins <laughs> in the future. I think it, no. it lets you know that they probably are at their top. They're probably at their peak. The 
Phillies on the players that they're going to bring in unless they decide out of nowhere to become the Golden State Warriors and bring in Mike Trout next year. But, oh, please don't. I mean, Bryce Harper, he got paid. Like He he really got paid $330 million for 13 years and not a single opt-out. There's no opt-outs in that contract. So he is ending his career as a Philly unless they decide to trade him and stuff doesn't work out in Philly. And well, he has a full does, no trade he, clause too. And he also decides he wants to go to a new city. Things aren't working out there in Phillyville. But Philly. um, that's, that impacts the entire division. That, impa- that impacts the entire MLB. That impacts AL as much as it does in the NL. Because the team that they're going to face is also in the AL. So if you're an AL team, don't think you're safe. Because you're going to have to go against this guy in a World Series most likely. And that's not going to be pretty because he will take you deep. He will. Bryce Harper is a hell of a player. Yeah. I sure as hell wish my team got him, but you know, you know what? It's all good. There's a reason for everything. But <laughs> the Marlins, they're going to have to be able to adapt to this. But the fact that they're going to go against a good team, because every team in their division has a good roster. They all have a good roster. It just – the players they're going against, it's going to make the players on the Marlins roster even better. So they're going against higher competition weekly. There you go. They're going against higher competition. Well, not necessarily almost, weekly, like 16 games a yeah, year. Yeah, well, you know what I'm talking about. More than, more than the right. other teams. They're going against harder competition, which is why I don't see their record being as good as I said, 50 games, you know, because every team in their division is good. The Nationals. The Phillies, the Mets—they're all—they all got some good teams, and the Braves, especially the baby Braves. Those guys are going to be competitors as much as the Mets, the Nationals, and the Phillies, especially the Phillies. Uh, I think the Braves—they got a future squad that's going to win many World Series. They're going to be on the top of the chain for a while, kind of like the Yankees were at one period, winning World Series back to back to back. Ah, uh, enough um, of the Yankees. <laughs> I know, but I mean. It's, it's it's true. No, you're the right. Got a yeah, great, you're right. You know, the Braves got a great team. The Phillies got a great team. The Mets, they are the Mets and the Nationals are nice probably team. the two teams that aren't as high, but they are. But high, they're but they're, they're still potential playoff contenders. In my I opinion. put in rankings the the Phillies, then the Braves, and then the Mets and the Nationals and the Marlins. The Nationals, they just lost their—they just lost their baby. They just lost their pride and joy, Bryce Harper. But it's okay. But they got Victor Robles as well. They have Victor Robles. They have Juan Soto. All players that are going to be great players in the future. The Mets, um, they got a good team, but it's old. It's the Mets. You want? Yeah. You you assessment yeah. is very expensive. He's taking up a lot of dough now. I know that when I say, talk about the Mets and I talk about age, we all know who's the number one person we're all thinking about. We all know when I talk about age, when I talk about the Mets' future, the number one defect in their future is the guy that they're paying most. Well, not the most. Yuan assessment is making some bank, but Robinson Cano. He's old. He's not. He's good. He's a very good well, player. He's, yeah, he's not like old. I mean, like you know, like he's good. Like, he's, he's still good. You know, he's still like ready to go. He's I mean, a great yeah, player. A he's a great spot. player. He was a great. He was. He was a great with the Mariners. He's gonna be great with the Mets. He was 
He was great with the Yankees. He's he's a great player. You know, I mean, age has a toll, takes a toll on some players more than others. And obviously, it doesn't seem like Father Time is doing that much to Robinson Cano. He's still doing fine. He's having a great average every year. He's still hitting some bombs. So, you know, he's a great player. I like him. I like Robinson Cano, even though he left the Yankees for the money. It's completely fine there. I would uh, yeah. maybe do the same. I mean, Bryce Harper obviously did the same. We've all seen that just now. But um, he's eh, – the division's going to be a lot. It's going to be a very interesting future and a very interesting season. I'll give you that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, but, and one more thing before we head into break here. I don't necessarily like the idea of saying that the player is bad. Looking at the Marlins roster, you said that they were a bad roster. I don't really like the words of saying that. I think that the roster is young, and they're progressing, and they're getting better. They're developing their players well, I'm not, at a I'm not stable pace. No, 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 I know. I know. I, same, like, it was just the wording. I, I get Underdeveloped. Underdeveloped. Underdeveloped, yes. Yeah, they're developing their players right now. But before we get into the next topic, we're going to head into another break here, and we'll be back shortly. Hello, everyone. My name is Eamon, and I'm one of the hosts at Pinstripe Talk. On Wednesday, March 3rd at 5 o'clock, we will be discussing who will take left field and the possibilities of Clint Fisher maybe taking that job, to the status of the bullpen and how they're going to do this season, and also why the Yankees didn't land some of the biggest free agents this offseason. All of this and more on this week's episode of Pinstripe Talk. All right, guys, we are back here from, and we are back here from the break. And getting into our last topic, again, we have not been joined by B.J. Lopez today. Uh, very unfortunate. We're definitely going to try to get him on. Uh, I was looking forward to interviewing him. He was at the Marlins camp. Unfortunately, they got optioned down to the minor league camps now. But So it does think to not have him on here. But there's always uh, future episodes. But going into this, we're going to talk about free agent targets that the Marlins could potentially pursue. Um Looking at, and this definitely bounces off a lot from how spring's been going for the bullpen uh, as of late and the depth on the roster. Um, so we're just going to talk about positions that the Marlins really need to make a little bit of a jump as. I know, again, we are rebuilding, so we're not looking for any star power just yet. Maybe some just some decent guys to bring in here to get to, to maybe some relievers to pitch us on the season at least 40 plus, you know, and Looking at the bullpen, Conley, Romos, Deckenrider, Tehran Guerrero, that looks very good from far distance. But then you look how they've been doing in spring. Deckenrider's been okay. Holland Garcia, I'm really counting on to make a big impact this year. Sergio Romo has been picking well, but again, these guys are like, you know, you don't want them to blow games. Like, Deckenrider's been fine. You know, like, three innings pitch, three earned runs. Um, game Holland Garcia has been pitching well as well. He came in for two innings pitch and not let up a run yet in spring. But then you look at Adam Conley, who had pitched three games as well with two strikeouts. He's been improving. Sergio Romo, those guys are the main pieces in our roster. One, two, three, four. Four of those guys. Four of those guys there are the reasons why they're pitching well. And then you go down to see Kinley, Kiata, Farrell. Like, we if we're talking about a free agent pickup, and we just got Sergio Romo. You're saying, hey, there's not much else to do. But do you think that 
no, I don't think we're going to spend big on a Craig Kimbrell type, type of guy. Chris, what are your thoughts before I say my opinion? Because I know you really wanted to go first, uh, finally once. So, who are your thoughts that the Marlins could potentially bring in? Maybe Ryan Madsen, Tony Sipp, some veteran relievers. What do you think? Well, I'm going to go with starting pitching means everything in this game. That's that's kind of the that's, that's the bread and butter. That's what holds it all together is starting pitching. Once you score, you got to keep the runs, and you got to keep it long as long as possible. And that's always been kind of a problem for Miami. They've never had that top-tier rotation that teams like the Astros had, you know, or the Nationals, or even the Yankees had. I don't know why I mentioned that team so many times. Um, apologize for any Red Sox fans listening, but um, the Marlins haven't had that elite starting pitching rotation. And I think that they could start climbing their that their way into that direction by signing Gio Gonzalez, who has been working out in Miami and working on his pitching. And I think Gio Gonzalez would be a great pickup for Miami. Um, he'd be the ace or probably number two pitcher, you know, how everything's worked out. I think he'd be the ace, in my opinion. Uh, another option you can always say, if you're looking for starting pitching, you're looking to go that route, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, he's a great he's a great pitcher. I mean, he hasn't had the most recent success, but he's when he's in the long run, he's a great pitcher. You're talking about um, a guy that was a huge factor in the Astros rotation for many years, and he's my pick if you're going to take anybody up, Gio Gonzalez and Dallas Keuchel. One surprise, I am surprised that the Marlins did not pick up was Hanley Ramirez in his long term when he was a free agent, a former all-star from the Miami Marlins, had an amazing run at shortstop for them when they were in their Florida Marlin days. And around the 2008 era and nine era, that, that, those were his golden years. And I think he should have returned, but unfortunately he didn't. He went to the Indians. Um, you know, that's just that's my opinion. That's my opinion. All of this, all of this, they get a pitcher right now. This is going to affect them in the long run. Any any players they just to um, sign in the future, this is going to affect them because they're going to want a team that's going to be able to have hold on to the run support. You know, players like from the sneak peek from next list, players like well, the most recent known. If you been looking at hey, some hey, 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 report. Not, no. no, I want this to be a uh, surprise here. Don't mention any names here for the lineup. Come on, Chris. <laughs> All right, well, okay. Let's just say a star, okay? Uh, stars uh, that decide they want to come down here, and they want to know that they're going to be able to win. And I think picking up one of these starting pitchers puts them in the right direction for that. Yeah, well, Again, I don't see the really the, the fit for Dallas Keuchel just yet. Of course, we're not ready to win, and I think that he wants to be in a team that is ready to win. He is a complimentary piece to a team that needs to add another starter. So I don't necessarily think Dallas Keuchel would be the move right now. Um, but yeah, I I was looking at Gio Gonzalez, and I like the idea. But again, I do think we are a little. I think we're ready to go with starting pitching because. We have Sandy Alcantara, who will be probably be the third, fourth pitcher. Australian Urania will be one and two. And then there's a big battle for number five. And no, for number four, in my opinion, it will be Trevor Richards or Pablo Lopez. It's 
because now Lopez is ready to go, and I am going to have to change up my rotation to that. I didn't think Pablo Lopez will be ready to go, but judging by it, I think Lopez 100% will make the rotation. I like Pablo's stuff. He's good. He has great command, very smart pitcher as well. So Lopez makes a rotation, and I think it's a big dogfight between the fifth spot, and you got a lot of potential guys over there for the fifth spot because you have Trevor Richards, Caleb Smith, who unfortunately I don't think will be ready, but Jeff Brigham, another wild card player who I like. We and Chen, I'm not necessarily thinking he's going to be on the team uh, for much longer. Um, as much as I liked We and Chen, I don't think he's really doing enough to stay on the roster. And I think the only reason he is here, just in case our, play, our pitchers get hurt, he's an emergency guy to come in, but that guy's been getting paid a lot and can't get rid of his contract. But in my opinion, he won't be on the team much longer. And I definitely think it's between Jeff Brigham, uh, Trevor Richards getting the uh, final spot on the rotation. And, yeah, it's going to be a nice fight to watch. Holland Garcia would definitely try to be competing for that starting job as well. But you definitely saw so much more flashes from him inside the bullpen. So that's where I see Holland Garcia from for the fish here. And but yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, Gio Gonzalez, uh, my opinion, Tony Stipp would be a nice guy to add into the bullpen as well to help that bullpen out and then send the other guys down to the minor leagues right now to get better, to work on their pitch command, their pitches, or strikes, and familiar and how they do it. And remember, it's a big jump for the minor leaguers to come right up to spring and up to Jupiter and go against major league talent players. And like Ozuna, we've played him on the Cardinals, and that's a full moon right there. But it's definitely a huge jump for some of these players to take in. So if they're not doing too well, like B.J. Lopez, you know, maybe he had to spend some more time down in the minor league camps. Uh, I do think he has a bright future ahead of him. I like B.J. Lopez. I think he's a very talented catcher. Uh, he definitely needs some more time under his belt. But, yeah, you know, again, Tony Sepp would be a nice guy to bring in as well. Not necessarily think we're looking at players like that. And Chris, we were talking about Hanley Ramirez as well as a potential fit. And I just, at first base, I thought about it. A reunion would have been nice with Hanley. But I think we're going to go with Peter O'Brien at first base. Or I think Martin Prado should compete for that job as well. First, because Prado, I think, is personally, what well, he's one of my favorite players on the roster, Captain Pratt. And I would not like to see him as a bench player at all. But I, So I think that definitely be a huge fit for us. But coming down to the final last minute, we are going to have to close up shop. Uh, a shorter episode this week, guys. Uh, I am sorry about it. Uh, make sure to head over to Stubyard, guys, for 10% off your, your uh, purchase with the promo the promo code BPN10. So make sure you get you get 10% off on every order from Stubyard with the promo code BPN10. And make sure to head over to the blogtalkradio.com website. Head over to shop and get yourself one of those hometown kid Louis Brinton t-shirts. Uh, you guys definitely want to get one of those. I have one myself, which I always say every week, and it's actually fun to wear. It's like it's really a sick shirt to get. Uh, I was wearing it the other day, actually, so you guys definitely want to head over there and get that shirt, top of the merch. Uh, you guys definitely aren't going to – you guys don't want to miss that opportunity. Without further ado, it was great talking to you guys. Uh, like always, thank you guys so much for joining the Mullins Catch. Chris, if you want to say something real quick, and I'll uh, close up shop right after you. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on the show. Uh, hopefully, I didn't bore you guys. Hopefully, I um, <laughs> made a couple people happy. Hopefully, there's nobody 
in the, in the fans that are a little annoyed at what I was speaking, but uh, that's my piece. I spoke my piece, and that's my opinion. Hopefully you guys liked it, and go Marlins. Go, go Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys again for joining the Marlins podcast. Like always, we'll be online. We'll be live next Monday night at 7.30 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio. Have a nice guy. Have a nice night, guys. The Marlins Catch is produced by Benson Vector. The Marlins Catch is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our hosts a follow on Instagram. Nick, at Marlins Double Underscore News. And Eli, at Fish Stripes. Be sure to follow the Marlins Catch on their Instagram as well, at the Marlins Catch. For more of the Marlins Catch content, be sure to head over to their website at themarlinscatch.com. And for more Baseball Podcast Network content, head over to their website as well at baseballpodcastnet.com. Follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram, at baseballpodcastnet. Twitter, at baseballpodcast1. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Catch. We'll see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.